What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 106 of WFS, The Will Ford Show. In this episode, I have joining me Donnie Kearns, who is the head football coach at Buckeye Trail High School. He has a 22-18 and overall record in four years as their head coach. The team went 7-3 and last year and just barely missed out on the playoffs. And he joins the show to talk about the coronavirus pandemic, how it's affected him, and what the future of the Buckeye Trail High School football program looks like and what this upcoming football season, 2020 football season, could look like for a lot of schools in the Guernsey County area and surrounding areas in Ohio. How's it going? Pretty good. How about you, buddy? Not too bad. Loving life. I love what you guys are doing. I always thought, I always thought that I would, I would want to do something like this. Like, like if I didn't get into coaching or when I get out of coaching, I would love to like do something with like media. Really? So I, yeah, I love it. So that's kind of where, that's kind of why I was like so all about like helping you guys anytime I can. Yeah, I, I really appreciate your support. You've been awesome. And I, no problem, the, the, dra- the, the draft game was really fun that you, yeah, it you was. Me and Alec and yeah, and yeah, I appreciate you offering to have us come down to the field and stuff like that. It's awesome. Anytime you want, man. Anytime. Um, we've been over here at the field house tonight trying to kind of get a plan in place for how we're going to attack the next few days with, uh, with, you know, how we're lifting and whatnot. So, yeah. so that's where I'm at now. So how, how's that going to work then? So, Cause I, I know the OHSAA and the state has put some guidelines in place for certain sports, but I don't know how fall sports are going to work out with, you know, how things yeah, are going to work they, with um, people together. Yeah. We, we, they, they put out some guidelines and our school also uh, put out some, you know, additional guidelines, like, you know, how are they going to, um, you know, how, how are we going to make sure that we're following them? So, like, we, 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 have, um, we have 45 kids who have signed up to mm-hmm. play football. So we're putting them in pods of nine with a okay. one coach. So, um, and then we'll, it won't be your traditional lifting, uh, like, you know, where we have 40 kids in the weight room. Right. We'll only have nine kids in the weight room at a time with one coach. And then we have different stations set up outside. Uh, you know, we have a plyometric station. Um, a speed and agility station, a conditioning station, and then we actually set out uh, set up um, uh, one additional lifting station outside, so we can do like some deadlifts outside, so we can kind of get, I guess, more bang for our buck. Um, right. Say that we're kind of like uh, we can get our deadlifts in because they're only going to be twenty minute stations. So, you know, at the end of the day, it looks like we're going to be able to get kids about forty minutes of lifting in. And then, you know, working on their plyometrics and then their speed and agility and conditioning. So it won't be perfect, but it's, it's a start. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's, it's like football is like everybody's constantly, you know, hitting each other on the practice field or always in contact with each other. So it's kind of difficult yeah. to, to figure out a yeah. way to separate everybody. Yeah. That's going to, that's going to, so I'm hoping, I mean, hopefully by July 1st, I don't know um, that, you know, that we have a plan. There's a plan in place that, you know, that maybe we're not having to do, so much of this, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, hopefully by August 1st, at least, but you know, cause you know, if, if there's not an additional plan, there's no way we can have football. I wouldn't think, you know, we can't right. play football, but we have right now with the guidelines. So, mm-hmm. so do you have any idea when the Buckeye trail will be able to go, go back out on the field or any school in this area will be able to go out on the practice field and do anything sort of football related? Um, I think that's going to be, um, I think it's going to come from the OHSA. Uh, they're going to tell everybody at the same time, hey, you know, I don't think they're going to let 
individual schools say, hey, you know, you guys can start whenever you you feel it's safe. I, I would say it's going to come from the OHSA. And yeah. my prediction, um, and it's just a prediction, I have no intel, I think July 1st will be like the day where they say, um, hey, we, we can get back at it. And, you know, and I'm sure there's still going to be guidelines. There has to be because, you know, I respect the virus. I know the virus is real. So, um, but I also know that, um, you know, to, we, we've got to put some type of plan in place to play football or some yeah. people crazy. Yeah, I, th- I, I might go crazy. I mean, you're a coach. Yeah. And I mean, I, I love watching football. So, I mean, I, to have no football for a year, that would be unbelievable. That's what I think. You know, you think of a way to, you know, a real way, you know, I guess get it financially or whatever, you know, the country shut down. But you take football away, this country will, will be in a bad position. I mean, yeah. I know baseball is America's pastime, but um, football's pretty popular. So, yeah, I would I, say so. Yeah. I would say we'll struggle if, if there's no football. Do you think there's a possibility if you guys are able to return the field? Do you think there's a possibility that you guys might play games without spectators or parents or fans? You know, that rumor came about early in, you know, April. And I had, um, I had several people message me and say, uh, hey, tell your athletic director that uh, we will run chains this year. We always struggle to find people to run chains. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was a pop, that was filled pretty quick. Um, but, you know, I guess so. As a parent, you know, I would struggle, you know, with that. Uh, you know, I, I think that would be difficult for the parents. I don't know that I, – I can see fan limitation. I don't know that – I don't know that you can keep the parents away. Just it's a, it's a high-risk sport with injury. I, I think the parents need to be there. Um, yeah, I can definitely see I, – I can definitely see – some fans not being there, but you know, I, 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 I really think the parents would be allowed at the games. Yeah. But I think, I think there could be a chance that, you know, Hey, you're only Buckeye trail. When you come to East Canton, uh, you're only getting, um, you know, hundred tickets. Right. And then, you know, you give them, you know, you sell them and then that's it. I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, that's all speculation, but yeah, for yeah, sure. Gotta be, there's got to be something, you know, if we're still, and I'm sure we're going to be, if we're still in this, you know, phase, you know, it, you also have to think about, you know, if we're still doing that and we need to social distance like that and how are we effectively going to have practices, you know, if, right. if, you know, or how can you play a football game if two fans can't sit beside each other? It's kind of, you know, that just gets my wheels turning back to man there's a problem there's a possibility we don't have football so yeah i don't know yeah it's it's unbelievable i guess i guess we'll turn turn back the clock here a little bit so when this all sort of kind of unfolded this coronavirus pandemic back in like i think it was middle of march how did you initially react to it all how did it how how were you able to comprehend and kind of just take in all this information that you know spring sports aren't going to happen schools kind of have to shut down and and everybody everybody's got to go home yeah. Um, first, you know, I, I, I felt for like the seniors and all the kids, but I felt for those guys thinking um, they're, they're going to miss, you know, a whole season of a sport. Um, and then it rotated back to thinking about the future of the football program and all of our athletes because we like our athletes competing. So I, I thought, man, my guys who play baseball, my guys who run track, 
they're not going to be competing in the spring. Mm-hmm. My guys who just lift, they're not going to be lifting. Um, we did some remote lifting. Um, we set up a program online, and, you know, the kids did it. I'm sure the kids who, uh, as we call it, the kids who burn a little bit hotter, I'm sure they did a lot more than mm-hmm. what they would have done. And we, we probably have 10 kids in that. The kids who require a little bit of motivation, um, I'm sure that they probably took an easier way out. So tomorrow morning at 8:30, we're going to see. Go we're not going to. We're not going to find gonna, out. Uh, yeah, we're not going to hammer. I, that, that's what we're meeting about as coaches tonight. Is hey, you know, we're, we can't hammer the kids. You know, a lot of them is going to be out of shape. You know, we, we want them saying, "I want to go back to football on Friday." So right. you know, that's that's probably our main concern um, is keeping kids around and not not making it absolutely miserable on them. And then, you know, you talked about when this whole thing started, you know, it, it was kind of, you know, it was, it was extremely concerning across the board. You know, I, I took all the safest measures with, uh, you know, myself and my family. And I'll tell you, we, we, we had a lot of family time with me and my wife and my daughters. Uh, so that was kind of, you know, that was, it was kind of a good thing. You know, I think we all, for, I, I think we all became closer during that time. So, mm-hmm. you know, as bad as the whole situation was, I, I think there was some good that came out of it. For sure. A lot of family time. That's certainly what I did. Now, the motivation part of it for school and stuff like that, doing it online, not a whole lot of motivation there. It's yeah. Certainly, I, certainly I, a lot different, but. I, I definitely seen that with my students. It, it, was, it was a lot different right now, but, you know, any, anytime there's something different, you know, kids are going to react and, you know, you don't know how they're going to react and, you know, my, my, my students did some did their work, but, you know, it, it would have probably been better had we been in school. But I just keep saying, you know, we had to make the best out of a terrible situation. And I think we did that as a country. So how have you been occupying your time during quarantine, I guess? I know you spent a lot of time with family. That's what you said. But anything else that you did to kind of occupy your time since you didn't have, you know, off-season football? I did a lot of remodeling in the house, did a lot of that. But I also watched a lot of clinics attended, you know, online on Facebook. I found some groups and, you know, on various websites. I found a bunch of groups of, that have, you know, all kinds of clinics. And so I, I watched a couple clinics every day probably. I have a ton of ideas. I probably have too many ideas, so I need to start throwing them out. I don't – but by many clinics that I watched, I haven't changed our whole football philosophy, and I, I can't do that. So – I need to just take out a few good things that I learned. I, I did learn a lot of football over um, the whole quarantine thing. I learned, you know, different ways to, you know, do a lot of the stuff that we already do. So that, that, so, that was good. So what is it that Buckeye Trail football, what's Buckeye Trail football about? Because I've been outside of high school football for a couple of years. I'm in college, so I haven't been really around the high school football game. But what is Buckeye Trail football about? I know they went seven, you guys went seven and three last year. What's your offensive game plan like? What's your defensive scheme? What's, what's Buckeye Trail all about? I think we have tough kids who are, are committed to, to what we do. We, we want to run the football. You know, we want to you know, play good defense. We want to keep things simple for our kids so they react fast. You know, and then we have you know, val- values that we have. And I, as I'm walking around the field house right now, I look over here on the wall and we have that the kids see every day is attitude effort, commitment, family, and trust. So, you know, we're about those five things. Attitude, we have, you know, good attitude, effort on every play, commitment. You know, that's a big one um, about being in the weight room. You know, family, that, you know, we are all a family. 
and just, just we trust each other. And then um, we have 110 percent not 100% is not good enough on the wall. So we're always saying you have to give more than a hundred percent. Here, if I flip my camera, here's the years that we were in the playoffs. Nice. Um, so we kind of have that. You know, we play Caldwell, so we have the we have the countdown going. That's that's our week one game. We put that up every week. Uh, PBC championship, OVAC championship, and then Coach Starr, um, he was our head football coach here in the '90s. He passed away a couple years ago. We have this thing on the wall for him. Um, he, he put a lot of a lot into this program and somebody that I respect immensely. And then over here on our wall, we have, you know, this is, we compete all the time. We try to compete with everything. So we have our squat, our skill guys, our big skill guys and our linemen. And then we compete in our squat, our bench, our deadlift, our clean, our total. And then we, we want to get to the 40 yard dash. I have that right there. We haven't obviously been able to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was no winner. So, you know, those are the things that we're about, you know, and we're about this weight room because without this weight room that I'm walking around right now, we, we, we can't be any good. I mean, it, this is the, this is why we were seven and three last year. We probably, you know, that, that was probably when I took over five years ago, that was probably the big, the big change that I made was weight room that, mm-hmm. you know, we have to live in here. And it, you know, it ran some kids away because they weren't used to the dedication that that takes, but it also, weeded out some kids who, you know, just, that just played the play and that's fine, but you know, it, it made us more competitive across the board. Mm-hmm. And now our numbers are better than ever because it's trickled down. And I think, um, you know, so now we have more competitors in the program. And the, the last time you guys made the playoffs was 2007. I saw that on the, on the banner up there. You guys were quite possibly just like one win away last year from making the playoffs. You were 11th in the region. What do you think is going to take, this season coming up if there is a season to, to get to the playoffs for the first time in over a decade? That's all obviously the goal. You know, people talk about, you know, scheduling. You know, our schedule is tough. You know, we, we, we play a tough schedule. And we play two Division four teams, So we have to be one of those Division four teams in Claymont or Indian Valley. And then you, you, you probably have to win, you know, you, against your other teams, you probably have to win seven games. So you probably need to get to eight and two, possibly seven and three. Um, and with our schedule, that, that's really tough. So that's why I was kind of happy to see that the OHSAA started in 21 and expanded the playoffs to 12 uh, Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about our, that. Our schedule right now, it's, I mean, last year we had a pretty good team. And I, I think we could have gave some, some guys some, some tr- trouble in the playoffs. But we lost to um, weeks one through three. We weren't real good at all. I mean, we, we put in a new offense. And then week four we became better. And, you know, we just – we started getting better. And we lost to Indian Valley, who was a playoff team in Division Four, And then we lost to Sandy Valley, who was a playoff team who gave Kirtland all they wanted in Division Five. So, you know, our schedule is, uh, is difficult. Uh, but I, I like, you know, the expansion next year. Yeah, that was, that's what I was going to ask you, is like if you were in favor of the expansion of the playoffs. Because I know some, some people really love it, some people don't. But – it's going to really widen the field now from eight teams to 12 teams per, um, per region. And it's going to, it's going to make it a lot more competitive, I think. Yeah, I do too. I, I mean, at the end of the day, um, my thoughts are that, you know, you have to do what's best for the kids and the, the, the kids, you know, want to play, play in that playoff atmosphere. And, you know, people say, say it's want to water it down. You know, it's not, I, I don't, I mean, I'm sure 
you know, it is in a sense. But when it comes weeks 13, 14, and 15, your, your best teams are still going to be playing. So you're giving kids more of an opportunity to experience playoff football. And, and, and at the end, you're still getting the end result that, that you want. And one thing I think it'll help with the scheduling for the athletic directors is, you know, right now you have to build your schedule to get in the playoffs. Um, right. You know, you, if you overschedule and you have a good team, you know, you, you keep yourself from being in the playoffs. So now you, you, there's a little bit more room for air. Uh, you can lose maybe three or four, and then you can play that good team 30 minutes down the road instead of driving two hours mm-hmm. to pick up an easy win. You know what I mean? Right. That's, yeah. that's, that's, kind, of, that's kind of where I see it. So, do you have a lot of people returning this year? A lot of upperclassmen, and maybe, and or do you, or do you have a younger team? What's the the makeup of your team this year? I think we we lost nine seniors, some good starters. I think some really good players. I, we return four of our five starting offensive linemen. We return three of our four running backs, our main ball carriers, and uh, we we are thin at quarterback. No, I, I shouldn't say thin, but we. You know, that's a new position. Mm-hmm. Two kids, I think, you know, that can compete for that. And then, you know, wide receiver. We lost a good wide receiver, uh, Trey McGilton. So, defensively, we return t- pretty much, you know, all of our starters or kids who have started at one point or another, except for um, we lose both middle backers. Mm-hmm. So, that, that, that was really a concern that, you know, we – we were drawing up stuff on the board just a little bit ago and you know we are thin at middle backer but we have some good players there that we think that we think can you know fill some voids but that's definitely a concern but you know our 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 playmakers that are back you know obviously probably start with frank room he made plays as a sophomore he'll only be a junior plays running back in db for us connor push carriage will probably um be in the battle for quarterback and you know he, he, he's a, probably the toughest kid, top two or three toughest kid that I have coached since I coached here. And he's, he, he's probably the best leader that I've ever coached. So um, we're, we're excited about him. And then our offensive line is kind of anchored by Nick Burris he, and then Colton Shepard, you know, two, two kids that, you know, got it done. But we have, you know, Liam Kelly, Bryce Baker, um, Landon Coe, um, Aiden Snodgrass, Austin Payton. We have a ton of kids. I really love our offensive line. That's that's where we're going to make our money at this year. Especially running the football, the, the plan that you have. You've got to have a good offensive yeah. line to do that, pound the rock. We're going to run the football probably 80% of the time, 85. So we we, we kind of think that's that, that's you know what we have to do. But we're going to be able to throw it. If you stack the box, we'll, we'll throw it 85% of the time and complete them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we're excited about that. So, do you run the ball out of the spread? Is it under center? How do you set up your offense? Uh, we run. We're in the pistol, um, in the shotgun, and we run the wing tee. So, but we kind of um, we kind of spread you out out of the wing tee and run wing tee concepts at you, and it's effective for us. And then we we kind of mix that with the air raid passing game. Ooh, okay. Um, so, two years ago, we threw the ball probably. 80% of the time with air raid stuff. Last year we ran it probably 80% of the time with wing T stuff. So we've kind of merged those two philosophies and um, uh, it, it works for us. And, you know, it's just all concepts. The kids know them. We, we use a very basic of 
both um, game plans and just go with it. And it works for us. And we're excited about it. Yeah. If the defense can't stop you running the football, you got to keep doing it. Oh man. You, you yeah. Yeah. That, that clock people, and people didn't understand that um, at times last year was, you know, why are you running football? Well, you got to understand football, five and six yards is a good play. Yeah. I, yeah. I get it. You like the home run, but we'll take five and six yards. We're fine with that. That's a, every two plays you get a first down and you melt yeah. another minute off the clock. So absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, t- I, 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 I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so running the football is what they're all about. And I love the time, the time of possession. I love holding the ball longer than the other team does because that gives Absolutely. them less of a chance to score. The, so. There's no better feeling than running the ball right down somebody's throat and knowing they can't stop you. Yeah, I know, yeah. I love it. That's, yeah. that's what we – Yeah, that, that we, I enjoyed that so much last year. We would do that and just run the ball at you. And if you're not stopping it, I mean – and it was effective for us. I, I love running the football, and I love the melting of the clock. But I also do – I do love Patrick Mahomes, too, the way he just – you can just sling it every single play. Oh, yeah. He's, he's just going to – he's just going to knock you out. It's, oh, it's I, – I just think that's something that, you know, I just think we coach the run game better than we do the pass game. So, that, mm-hmm. that's just kind of where we right. – a lot of it comes down to what we coach. And I, I think that's what we – you know, we're better at coaching the run game than the pass game. So, what about defensively? Do you run a lot of uh, blitz packages? Is it mostly coverage? Is it like zone or man coverage? What do you like to do defensively? Uh, we we play a three four defense, and we'll mix it up. Um, play some play some cover two man under. Play some cover four. You know, we were pretty conservative last year defensively, um, but I think you know that's going to change. I think we're going to um, add some more blitz packages and you know, try to generate more pressure. I mean, I think that's just a – I think that's a credit to our speed that we have defensively, and we want to, you know, utilize that and try to just get after the quarterback, not not let them feel real comfortable in the pocket. We love the 3-4. Yeah, the, yeah, the 3-4 I think is – it's like one of the – oh, I think my screen went black there. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, I think my my screen went black for some reason. I can't see it, but huh. the, we're all good. I, I can still hear you, so we're good. Um, okay. So week one you have – uh, the Caldwell. Caldwell Redskins, is that right? Yes. Um, so I know that's it's very forward thinking right now, and you still have to step out on the practice field and see what you have. But what do you what do you have in your game plan for them? You know they're they're going to be they're going to be better. They're going to be pretty good. Um, we beat them twelve seven week one last year, uh, and they return I think ten starters on both sides of the ball. They have a really really good quarterback. Yeah, I think he's a sophomore, going to be a sophomore, and um, you know he. he he made plays on us last year, and probably if he didn't get dinged, that game becomes a lot more interesting at the end than what it was. But um, we, you know, so we circled Caldwell, and, you know, that's a big game for us. The community takes a lot of pride in that game. And, uh, you know, our, our, ki- our kids are really, really focused only on Caldwell right now. Is so. there is there one game every year that you – you like put you highlight you put a circle around that you're most looking forward to every season, or is it um, just a one game at a time mentality? It's a one game. You know, at Buckeye Trail, we don't really have a traditional rivalry now. Now with things in the IVC kind of changing up, I mean, Cumberstown is our Week Ten game. I think that has a chance to develop into a good rivalry over time. But um, we we don't have a traditional rivalry. But we 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 do really look forward to. Um, the Caldwell Barnesville game. Um, it used to be Shenandoah. We'd love to get them back on the schedule. If, if we could open up with Caldwell, Shenandoah, Barnesville, 
you know, I think those first three games would really get the community fired up. But um, we ha- we open up, we have Shady Side week two this year, and then Harrison Central comes on week two after that. So our athletic director has really been trying to get uh, Shenandoah in there uh, week two, and I think our community would be fired up if we could get, like I said, Caldwell, Shenandoah, Barnesville, um, because you know those were those were the traditional teams that we played before joining the IVC. So I love the IVC conference, though. I wouldn't want to move out of that conference for anything, but I definitely, you know, would love to get, you know, those three, have keep those three games if we could. I want to shift now to your favorite, like, college football and NFL teams. Do you have a favorite? Is it Ohio State? I, I know everyone I talk to is a big Ohio State Buckeyes fan. Is that is that what you go for in, in college football? Yeah, I'm, I'm a Buckeyes fan. Um, sometimes a little over the top. Uh, oh, really? I, yeah, me and my wife and I, we've been to the Big Ten Championship the last three years. Oh, wow. Um, we, we, I, I love the Buckeyes. Um, I, and I've always been a big Buckeye fan, but, you know, I, I just I, – I follow the recruiting, and, you know, that, that's, that's my, my most – that's what I enjoy doing on my, you know, free time is I look forward to Saturday afternoons after a win – yeah. Setting them up there you go. Decorating the high, high state stuff and just watching college football. The Buckeyes, you know, watch the Buckeyes get a win and then, you know, just watch every other college football game all day. So I'm a huge college football fan. Probably, you know, I mean, that, that's probably one thing that our family, my daughters, you know, they're 10 and 6. They go to Meadowbrook. Um, so uh, they, uh, my wife is a social worker. But when it comes Saturdays, we just, love watching college football and maybe I've kind of instilled that in them but <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're big Buckeye fans uh, do you follow and, the NFL at all yeah I'm, I'm a big Steelers fan in the NFL. oh uh, so I'm I'm a Steelers fan always have been um so I, I love the Steelers uh, I don't get as fired up over NFL as I do college football but just because I see the college players playing with so much more heart and that's that's probably the, the reason why I'm not as in. Now I'm into the NFL. I watch all the Steeler games, but I, I, sometimes I see NFL guys play the game and they don't play it. You know, I, the way that I like to see it played with just heart mm-hmm. and determined. I mean, you know, that, some of them do, but um, I, I, and believe it or not, I'm a Baker Mayfield fan because oh, I, really? I like how he I like how he plays the game. I mean, yeah, you know, I know he struggles, but he, he plays it right. So. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. So you being a Steelers fan. You know that's that's enemy territory over there, but yeah, um, it is. Um, but I know the Cowboys and the Steelers do play each other this season. This so yeah, I've I'm, seen I'm that. looking forward to that one. That's probably good. That's that's probably the game I have circled because um, I know the that Steelers. game that that doesn't happen very often. But no, it, it doesn't. That, that's that's a. I believe it was. Uh, I, what year was that Super Bowl? They played in the Super Bowl in the nineties, and mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think it was Neil O'Donnell through the. Um, through the interceptions that, uh, that that killed him that game, but and I, I've always been a little bit salty towards the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I know the Cowboys won a couple years ago. The last time they played, it was like Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott's rookie yeah. season. Yep, um, I remember Zeke played. That that was a, a classic game too. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, um, I, I'm probably more the inverse. I'm probably more of an NFL fan than I am college football uh, but whenever it comes like big 10 championship time and college football playoff i'm i'm all in on the buckeyes uh, oh yeah on. absolutely but, but nfl like 
every single week whenever we put the Cowboys game on, I'm locked in. I'm screaming at the TV after every play, whatever happened. Like, I, and I, to be honest with you, I, I cry after playoff games if we lose. <laughs> That's just how I am. I'm passionate. So I'm passionate. I struggle with if the Buckeyes lose. I do. I, I, I get instantly sick if, if things don't go good. <laughs> like cow- Cowboys have been uh, out of the Super Bowl picture for too long, and I haven't. I've only experienced, I think, two or three playoff wins in my 20 years of life. So <laughs> it's been difficult. Yeah. I bet. I, I know yeah. what you mean. Thank you so much for, for coming on and doing oh, this. Uh, this was no problem. This was absolutely awesome. If there's anything I can do to help you, you know, like if you ever want to like, and it come out to a practice or something. Yeah, for just sure. Like, do, do, do a show. I don't care. Just yeah, anything that would, that I can do to help, help you. I, I would love to do it. That would, yeah, that would be awesome if we could do something like from a practice whenever, you know, whenever that time comes. Or, or a that pregame time comes. show, right? Come yeah. to a home game and do it. And you could talk about you know, college football or the NFL too. I mean, you could just you know, just having the high school game in that background going on. You know, you could do a lot of cool stuff. And yeah, I'll, I, I'll help you. However, that yeah, that's a that's a great idea. Something I hadn't even really thought of, but I'll certainly uh, try to take advantage of that if uh, if I can. And I, I really appreciate it. Uh, this was no problem, man. So thank, you, thank you so much. Hey, no problem, buddy. I look forward to watching it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'll let you know for sure when I. Um, when I get this all edited down and, and uploaded and you'll be the first to know whenever it's up and, uh, yeah, and this was a great show. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much to Donnie Kearns, head football coach of Buckeye Trail High School for being a guest on the Will Ford show and offering his perspective as a high school football coach on the coronavirus pandemic and how it's affected schools in the Guernsey County area and surrounding areas in Ohio and just offering great insight on on what the 2020 football season could potentially look like, how teams may start getting back out there on the practice field. And, and I certainly hope that we do have a football season this year. I, football is my favorite sport to cover, favorite sport to watch, and I could not imagine not having a football season this upcoming year in 2020, whether it's high school football, college football, NFL. Uh, it would be a, a very rough couple of months, a very rough school year. A uh, very rough semester in the fall next year. Uh, that's that's one of the things that gets me through is football on Sundays. That's uh, like my my great escape is is having football on Sundays and even Saturdays and, and Friday nights. So really hoping that the coronavirus pandemic subsides by you know August September just in time for football season. Hopefully the social distancing will be behind us and hopefully we can all be safe and rejoice around football because I love football. But Once again, a big thank you to Donnie Kearns for joining the show. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter, at The Will Ford Show. Rate and review the show on iTunes. Like and comment on SoundCloud. Follow me on SoundCloud as well. Also, follow my Instagram page. I'm on Instagram. It's at Will Ford Show. And then I also have a Facebook page. You can search my personal profile. It's under William Ford because I'm fancy like that. Or you can just search The Will Ford Show page. Uh, It is a personal podcast page, so look that up and check that out as well. That's where I post uh, all of my uh, links to new episodes and things like that. Also, be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Check out the interview I did with Brody Hahn, Muskingum University quarterback who is now transferring to Ohio Northern. Check out that content on YouTube and also on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and check out that great content. 
But thank you so much for listening. This is WFS The Wolf Ward Show.